Whether your name's John Smith, Johann Schmidt, Theta Sigma, The Architect, Scovox Artificer, Odin, Dr. Disco, Dr. Funkenstein, John Disco, Dr. Fantastic, or Basil, welcome to A Bad Case of Loving Who, today streaming directly from the Black Archive. Chris? Chris? Sorry, is that me? Uh, oh, I, I just forgot what it was from um, there. Oh, I didn't know if you were here or not. Uh, okay, well, well, I am. I'm just around the corner looking at some pretty cool tech. Don't touch anything. wonder if I press... Okay, try not. <clears throat> well, today, it's all about the Zygon inversion. Uh, inversion. Second of this Zygon two-parter. Again, directed by Daniel Netheim and written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat. And... Now, you... Said two part of there, but um, just just saying this may be the third part of a three parter in in many ways. Uh, that's fair, isn't it? Yeah, the day of the doctor. That's what the, it was called, right? Uh, yes, yes. And I did actually watch that episode again during the week. So. Uh, yes, enjoyable. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Right before we dive in, um, I haven't mentioned it in a couple of episodes, so I'll quickly say, um, you know, you can find us on all the podcast places, iTunes, Pocket Casts, wherever, if you want to, you know, keep up with the the show. Um, we don't have an email address, which I'm going to get eventually when I can get around to it, just in case, you know, anyone wants to message in at all. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, and... Get an ask who same. Ask who? Yeah, with a question yes. mark. <laughs> Yes, and, and it would be a question directed to either of us or none of us or both of us. Yeah, to anyone. <laughs> hopefully one of us, <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Uh, yeah. And finally, remember, we'll spoil stuff because we're talking about the episode and it's really hard to without, you know, mentioning what happened. So watch it first. Mm. Yes, please. And speaking of, let's dive in to scene one uh we're picking up with Z- clara having a zygon dream uh and yeah. and starting to fight her zygon self kind of mentally uh through this yep. dream what did you make of all this science fiction so i suppose they can do that <laughs> yeah um and um i think i mentioned last week that the bonnie clara or the evil clara um, has her hair tied back. Mm. So when I first saw Clara in the dream with her hair normally, um, that for me told her, told me it was the real one. Um, I didn't get the dream straight away, but it quickly dawned on me. Yeah, and... Um, if- and- it felt a fair bit like something we've seen before, too. I couldn't quite place it yeah. where, but is it possibly... Uh, I forget exactly how it went down in the last Christmas episode, but they kind of had these slightly off-dream kind of things. Uh, but I don't know, yeah, it all I felt pretty familiar. it was similar to that, but mm. I didn't really get that feel from the rest of the episode, so... Yeah, it's kind of... 
it wasn't really integral in any way to this episode. No. Just kind of a extra thing thrown in. Yeah. Um, and in this first scene, it kind of it feels like it gets us nowhere. By the end of this first bit, it's the result is the same. Uh, Bonnie has still shot a rocket at the plane and blown it up. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we just know that Clara can fight herself. Mm-hmm. Or Bonnie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what have I got here? Sorry, just my writing is very bizarre uh, sometimes. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Uh, so let's let's go into what Bonnie gets up to in this episode, which is some crazy stuff she's very um well she's very eager to start a war and how she's doing it is making uh these zygons on earth uh who are blending in uh be forced to reveal their true form doing what zygons do best yeah exactly (laughs) uh forced to reveal themselves she's uh we see it um represented by just one man she does it to uh Mm -hmm. which is quite uh gruesome the way it happens um uh, um did you like this or not i've i found it okay but um really quite um more dark and disgusting than doctor who usually goes but i quite enjoyed it well being the dark and disturbing soul that i am i loved it (laughs) good (laughs) yes and the bit where um um uh, was oh, it's good and the doctor when they find him again and he's part human part Zygon. I love that as well. Yeah, the and then was very good then. Oh yes, the makeup was great. Yeah, when he's halfway between the two races. Um Yeah. And he can't handle this situation and kills himself there. Mm. Uh which yeah. I guess represents the the cost of all this the yeah the first of what could be many Zygon lives in the balance. Mm, but it sort of illustrates that Bonnie, in a way, is really working alone or with very few other co-conspirators. Yeah, shows that most of the Zygons, or at least one, don't want this. Exactly. Yeah which we weren't really sure about. I feel like last episode it was a bit murky what all the Zygons wanted. Yeah. Uh, and I like how it n- doesn't really feel over-explained, all of this stuff. In this episode it feels like they tell you just enough to work it out, but they don't hammer home like all this who's a Zygon and what the Zygons want. You can tell from just this one guy what's going on. Yeah. That's good. We've got the Doctor and Osgood parachuting to safety from that um, exploding plane. <laughs> yep. And then they dive into um, a lot of solid banter. The, it's the first time mm. we've gotten the Doctor and Osgood together for so long, and I quite enjoyed it. They really mm. get to spend some quality time together, and... It's lively and fun. And Osgood seems to really... Well, yeah, no, really get the doctor. Yeah, she clearly knows the Doctor a lot better than most of his companions ever do. Yeah, indeed. I like that. Indeed. And her name is Petronella. So... <laughs> <laughs> I love the Doctor's reaction to What's it. What's the mosquito repellent? Citronella. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it is like that. And it reminded me... Uh, of uh, the episode Victory of the Daleks 
when uh, the name Dora Bella is mentioned and uh, Matt Smith's reaction to that was quite hilarious, same as Peter Capaldi in this episode reacting to Petronella. Mm. Uh, <laughs> quite yes. confrontingly. Let's just think towards good. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so we, I like that we really got to know Osgood some more. That was like one of my yes, main complaints indeed. last week. Well, it's about four or five episodes now, and and it's only really now that we're starting to delve into the character more. Yeah, I in just this episode, I was convinced, hey, maybe she would be a great uh, full-time companion. And I was quite... Yeah, I would same here. <laughs> yeah, I would have been quite happy if she jumped on board at the end, but alas. Yeah, but spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, and who else have we got? Kate Stewart is... Well, we find out yes. she's... More... Kate Lethbridge Stewart. We find out she's rather gun happy. <laughs> yeah. And alive, <laughs> by the way. Alive. Although... I'm not sure we found out she was gun happy in this episode. We just saw a lot of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, she definitely shoots three Zygons, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the head. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But then again, she did want to blow up the Earth. So three Zygons blowing up the Earth. I reckon three Zygons isn't as bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unit, same as ever. Indeed. And, look, the main bit of this episode, though, is this big climactic scene with the Osgood boxes and the Doctor yes. trying to convince the two sides not to start a war. Uh, mm. Did you love this? I didn't, actually. I did. Good. Because... Yes, it's sort of parts of Doctor Who that I love. Where we really get to know and um, get in depth knowledge of the doctor himself and his character and how he evolves and then passes that knowledge on to others. That's as right. Well, in this case, Bonnie. Yeah, and it, like you say, it really is what Doctor Who does best. I think it's mm. just when the doctor has to use his words uh, to really kind of save the day and. Yeah, and change people, and uh, and I like that they gave him a lot of time to do it. It's a really long scene, but the whole yeah. way it's Did so you engaging. That how um in that scene in particular, there was no music behind it for most of it. I did, yeah, and then it just comes in at the end, right? And it yeah, it kind of wows you at the end there because there's been no music. Exactly. Yeah, uh, brilliant. I was no, I didn't actually notice till about halfway through, and then I thought, "Hey, there's no music behind this." Yeah, that's right. Same but here. It didn't matter because the doctor was so engaging. Yeah, because every it really was like a speech rather than a um inspiration, well, sort of both. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Now you mention it. Every fantastic Matt Smith monologue I can remember had like really bold music behind it uh but yeah this mm. one they just they went without and it it really works yes indeed although i did find him switching to a american game show type thing a bit 
annoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but kind of um, a bit lovably annoying. Would you agree? I, I um... Not out of character annoying, but um, just personal taste annoying, really. Yeah, like it, I found it entertaining, but I was a bit like, uh, come on, Doctor, a bit of, you know, come on, <laughs> it's serious. Yeah. What are you doing? Come on, you're almost ruining the moment here. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious if he just started doing it and they're like, okay, that's enough, and they press all the buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which would have done nothing because, of course, they go the full loop. There's yeah. nothing in the boxes. Uh, mm-hmm. But but also this is the um the back to um the day of the doctor where um where Capaldi himself doctor says that he had to make this very same decision blow up a planet or um or not yes true indeed um yeah it is very similar to that. And I don't know about you, but I was impressed by how this scene, this entire scene, I felt it really could go either way. And uh, it was intense in that way. They really Mm. found a good balance of, I really thought this scene could end with uh, any of those characters pressing the buttons and uh, we suddenly dive into some kind of action, save the day scene. Uh, Yeah, did you feel the same way? I felt that... The doctor, it, with this speech, he was going to save things, but there was always that element of, as you say, um, him needing to actually like sonic the boxes or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you've got two of the um worst characters um in control of the boxes and. Kate Stewart, who we know is going to blow up the world <laughs> someday. Someday. And Bunny, who really just wants, wants war. So, yeah, and delving into the character of Bonnie is really quite interesting. Um, not often do I say this, but well played by um, uh, Jenna Coleman. Agreed. I, I, in the end, definitely like... Bonnie more than Clara. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we should do a switcheroo on the companion there. No one would notice. <laughs> uh, uh, so this episode overall kind of reminded me of... Well, I like this episode more, but it reminded me of the Rings of Arkatan episode from Series mm. 7 in that it was all... Uh, uh, fairly dull, I thought, but totally saved by a just really incredible Doctor monologue, which uh, when one of these comes around, I can just forgive any episodes this season I didn't like because I think this is my favourite scene uh, of this season and of last season. Uh, this Just this one scene uh, saves it all for me. I um. Totally agree, apart from one point, and that being that it saves a season. I'm, I'm not 
so sure it just saves the season like that. Yes, it's a great scene and it's very well done, but I'm not sure it can make up for all this bad stuff that happened a, in the episode and also in the series beforehand. Um, <laughs> That's fair So enough. I would draw the line with it saving a series, <laughs> but it's still very, very good. Yes, and particularly last series. I guess that's that might be going a bit far, saving previous seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, may have over-exaggerated. Only slightly, I think. Uh, yeah, probably only slightly. It was very good, but but overall, I agree. It wasn't. It wasn't a great episode. Hmm. Uh, but it was more focused and contained than the last episode for sure. And I thought that uh, yes. that was definitely in its favour. Uh, focusing more on these kind of emotional beats with a smaller number of characters and I will kind of the same characters, but we didn't have to set them up this episode. So that was nice. Definitely. Uh, One other thing, there was, again, um, in this episode, a fair bit of uh, contemporary technology used, uh, aka mainly uh, Clara's or slash Bonnie's iPhone, um, which has been in just about every episode now, I think. she even does a a blind text in this episode. It's a key f- yep. feature of the plot. <laughs> yeah, just interesting that they're keeping going with that. I wanted to mention a, yeah. a quote uh, on that topic that I, I found. It's So this is, I found this on an article, um, musicfeeds.com.au. I'll put the link to the article in the show notes. Uh, and it's just a quote from a director called Xavier Dolan, and he's talking about this kind of very thing of putting uh, modern technology in film and stuff. And he says, they're so implanted in our lives that when you see them in movies, you're reminded you're in reality. If you see an iPhone or a Toyota in a movie, they're anti-narrative. They take you out of the story. If I put an iPhone or a modern car in a movie, it feels like I'm making a commercial, end quote. And... I agree with that a fair bit, that it kind of Mm. immediately makes you suspicious of some kind of commercial advertising or something. Yeah, I agree there. What has the Doctor sort of done in the past is is never really embraced technology in the past, has he? No, it's true. Always just been the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Though Mm. that... Reminds me, I felt like Osgood redeemed the Sonic sunglasses a little bit. She just, because she kind of uh, immediately dissed them, but then kind of wore them and used them pretty well. So (laughs) I thought that was a good way to make them seem better. Yeah. And sorry, hang on. I'm confused with the ending here of Osgood and her clone. Uh, So did the clone actually survive as well because i yeah and how um no um so there's the osgood that's been in these two episodes Mm -hmm. and then at the end bonnie who was impersonating clara 
started impersonating Osgood. Ah, oh, I totally missed that. Okay. <laughs> Glad, to... <laughs> Glad to explain it. That's really weird, though. Um, so it it goes with that thing, like, <laughs> I was pontificating last episode whether Zygons could all become the same person. So everyone, mm-hmm. they're all deciding Osgood's a great person to become. Yes, we could all become the master. <laughs> that is really weird. So they yeah. they really wanted to continue having two Osgoods, I guess. Yes, to keep the peace, so to say, and keep the what is it? The um, peace agreement? What's it called? Um, uh, treaty. Yes, that's it. Mm. Um, and make sure that that is obeyed. And now that Bonnie agrees with it, then I I think it's a good move. Mm. Although I will say, when the second uh, Osgood showed up at the end there, I thought they were going to say, oh, so that first Osgood uh, didn't want to come uh, into the TARDIS. She has to stay and defend the Earth. But the, we've got a second one here, so off we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> But no. That would be interesting. Because Bonnie has copied both Clara and um Osgood. So maybe <laughs> maybe there could be an episode where Bonnie just um uh switches between Clara and Osgood. <laughs> that would be fantastic. In the next scene, um Osgood's running away from Deja. Why have two companions when you can have both in one? Um, yeah. Yep. Oh. Why have any companions other than a Zygon, actually? You can just have one Zygon <laughs> and you've got everyone. <laughs> yep. Oh, great idea. Again, like we said last episode, Zygon Who? That's the new show. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Just one. I noticed that um, in Day of the Doctor, um, the real Osgood gives the Saigon Osgood her um, papa for asthma. Ah, uh, yeah. So she definitely knows whether she is Saigon or not. Um. Which does beg the question, which one is Zygon and which one was human? Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure will be answered later on. Yeah, later in the series, do you think? Uh, probably not this series. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe in two series time. <laughs> that's, that's one of your catchphrases at this point. <laughs> um. And we've got a, a fair few, I don't know, yeah, a fair few modern-day England characters building up uh, with several Osgoods and um, and Macy Williams, all that. Don't know if they're going to come back this series or, as you say, in a couple of series' time. Yeah, just it's hard to tell when these things will pay off, but eventually. Well, 
okay episode with a fantastic ending. I'm optimistic again and looking forward to next week. And until then, uh, well, actually, we've just lost Chris. Uh, he's been disconnected. The power has gone out uh, where he is. So it's just me here uh, to end this out. And so I will say um, Chris is a Zygon. I will confirm that. I don't want to say it when he's here because I'm really, really scared of him because he keeps pointing his hand at me every time I see him. And I swear he just wants to zap me with that electricity stuff that Zygons seem to use nowadays. And I don't want to be a tumbleweed. So I will just let you know that and also let you know that you can find Chris at waitwhatsorry.com and me at thoramus.com and at thoramus on Twitter and we will catch you next time. I have to come up with the final words now and let's say they are... Oh, the pressure actually. This is a lot of pressure. I... Do I do this to him every time? Um... Be nice to each other.